Daredevil, Scrotal Recall is really funny. Scrotal is right. Yes. yes. I, it's That's on my queue. I haven't started that yeah. one Yeah. Oh, queue it up. Um, I love binge watching. Yeah, I mean, I binge and not just, I mean, look at the size of me, man. I'm a binger. Did not leave the house until I just hours and hours every day, and I loved it. I am a big watcher. Four Midwest Guys presents Binge Watch. everybody and welcome back to four midwest guys presents binge watch tonight we'll be reviewing iron fist season one here to help me do that is mr brian inkabout hey what's up what's up what's going on b and then my brother aaron hey man how's it going how's it going dude all right guys so we're finally here the last defender is finally shown up uh it is iron fist season one uh we are on the verge of defenders coming out and we forgot that we hadn't reviewed this one yet so uh oh yeah defenders comes out when next week Ooh. yeah next friday actually wow Good yeah. getting this one in precisely <laughs> so for those of you who haven't watched yet <laughs> if you're going to binge right before the you know beginning of the defenders actual this show this is like this is the podcast for you you know, there's, there's i've i've been i read on some of the facebook sites that there are people that will rewatch them all in a row when the next Next Defender one came out. Yeah. So they'll watch Daredevil 1, Daredevil 2, you know, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, yeah. and, uh, Iron Fist. They'll watch them all up to the Defenders and watch it all as one. I'm like, that's a lot of hours of binge watching. Dude, oh, yeah. that would be like five days straight almost. Pretty close to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to block out this entire week. People um, do it though. Yeah. I think if you're going to do that, like, you need like a treadmill or something like well, you that, need to be like moving in well, between like, that, like uh, you need to alternate do you see that that's like that commercial on tv and they, that, that couple they talk about binge watching and they he goes uh he's like oh grandpa had his birthday and grandpa died and like, <laughs> are those cobwebs in the ceiling and she's like you have something in your beard he's like oh a cheeto <laughs> 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 yeah well, it's just one of the things like you don't want you don't want blood clots. Oh yeah, 18, yeah, yeah, that's a Captain Obvious eight, commercial. Yeah, yeah, eighteen hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Iron Fist. Uh, just a real brief intro. It is the fifth Netflix uh, comic book series. So before this, we had uh, Mar- Marvel or Daredevil, Marvel Daredevil season one and two, followed by Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and now we are into Iron. Finally, like I said, he is the last. This is the last series before the Defender uh, mm. comes out. So, uh, which will put all of these guys together. Well, there's like four Defenders, right? Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Yeah, there's four Defenders. Did you say five? But this is the fifth Netflix series because there was two seasons of Daredevil. Well, it'd be seasons, no more so than like series. Yeah. Daredevil. Okay. Well, the fourth. Fifth, fourth Defender, fifth. Fifth season. Netflix season. Gotcha. Or, or series. I, I thought that you said five. I was like. Sorry. Yes, I, that's correct. It would technically be the fourth, like, wait, fourth series. Crap, but I missed another one. <laughs> did they bring Hawkeye into this? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, did he get downgraded? So, yeah, uh, to clarify, that it is the fifth season of a Netflix comic, Marvel comic book. 
but fourth series. So yeah. fourth series, fifth season. Yeah. So gotcha. So there you go. Because, like I said, we I think the what was it? It was Daredevil season one, then uh, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones and Daredevil season two, Luke Cage, and now we're yep. into Iron Fist. Now we're Iron Fist, and then we get Defenders, and then we'll have Jessica Jones season two. Yep. Luke Cage season two. Yeah. And then Daredevil season three. I, yeah, they are uh, doing. Talks we work. actually might have Punisher out before then. Oh, oh yeah, Punisher's, Punisher's coming, coming out. out. Yeah, I'm literally looking forward to that. That that's going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, it get uh, so it's thirteen episodes long, just like the rest of them have been. Uh, deals much more in the world of mystics um, than A the rest bit. of the series do, even more so than Daredevil. Yeah, I would say. Um, although there is a whole side thing with the Meachams, which is a good part of the yeah. The you thing could too. almost make the argument it ends up being kind of the main storyline, even though the hand is very prominent. Very prominent, yes. Yeah, well, it's it's almost as if. Um, the hand, it like the like the the the, the defenders is the hand, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. each one of the seasons so far has been a finger. Oh, Be- because uh, each one of them has their own main storyline, mm-hmm. and each of them are touching on the hand. And then defenders will be defenders versus the hand. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like uh, it's the hand. Yeah, I see where you're going. Okay, very good. I not especially deep. with the five seasons. Yeah, very deep, Brian. Very deep. I like it. Um, so let's talk about the main character, obviously. We'll talk about Danny Rand, who is the Iron Fist. Uh, he's been gone 15 years. Uh, he disappeared in a plane crash over the Himalayas mm. as a kid with his parents. Um, has a hard time proving that he's Danny Rand, especially to his father's uh, well, former business partner. It, especially in the friends. beginning, anyway. Right. So, um, I don't know. What did you guys think of the whole beginning part with that, with him... Like they spent like almost four episodes <laughs> with him just trying to get them the, to believe the Meachams book, yeah. to believe yeah. him that he's Dan Moran. It's Rand. interesting because you almost don't know if you believe him yourself in the beginning because he seems a little out there at times. Like especially during the bit when you actually see him like taking um, the one Meacham's car and like driving it forward and like mm-hmm. what happened, what happened. You don't know if he like actually has like some form of amnesia or. Like, it definitely does eventually show it to be a variant of, like, PTSD sort of thing, but it's shown in such a weird well, kind of way. The, the way they're presented, I think, in the first four episodes, at least my take, is, is they're like, they're trying, you're trying to figure out if this guy is crazy or not. Yes. Yeah. Because he just kind of shows, he's really good at martial arts, but he doesn't show off his powers until, I think, episode four when he's locked away in the, the mental the, asylum. The mental asylum. Yeah. And, bust the door open with the, the power yeah of the you don't see it before that yeah the power of the iron fist um i don't know what'd you think brian i mean yeah i mean i, I it seemed like they spent a lot of time mm-hmm. with that but i didn't mind it at first yeah, yeah. it really wasn't like, bad first episode fine second episode fine third episode you're like really fourth episode you're like come on and then then you see the iron fist you're like okay it was worth it you yeah. know what i mean like yeah well it's also interesting because like He's also kind of an asshole at times, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's a weird kind of character line to kind of go with him because, like, you see him being like hanging out with the one homeless dude who's like, "Oh, they think I'm like you." Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a dick move to yeah. do. That's just being nice to you, guy. Dick on, <laughs> dick, dick on. <laughs> That's your name. Um, <coughs> sorry, we just got done doing uh, Game of Thrones podcast. In case you can't tell, um, so uh, just he's. The Iron Fist is, uh, we actually, we find out that uh, the Iron Fist is actually the mortal enemy in the hand. So yeah. it turns out that the whole reason that he's 
gets his power is he's supposed to guard the city of was it Kung Lung? Kung Lao. Kung Lung or Kung Lao, I can't remember. Kung Lung. Kung Lung, Kung Lung. Man, that's bad. I'm really bad with names. I really gotta do better with my notes. The City in the Clouds. City in the Clouds. Anyway, so that's why he's supposed to do, but for whatever reason, he leaves. And they never really talk about that either. They never really say why he leaves. He just kind of... I mean, it kind of does. Even the character, when Davos comes in later and asks him why he leaves, like, I can't really explain it. And so even the character hasn't flushed it out fully, I don't think. Well, I mean, yeah, there's also a little bit of that. But there is definitely, like, he wanted to kind of go home and he Mm -hmm. saw his only opportunity for X amount of years and... That okay. sort of thing. Yeah. It, it does go into it a little bit. Yeah. It's also interesting with this where Danny, he has very much has, when it comes to the modern world, it's, he has still has the mind of a 10 year old. Yeah. Like. That's something I actually find kind of weird about this because they really show him as being really naive when it comes to dealing with the world. But then when you actually have like his friend from like the one city come in, you have these stories of them going off and getting drunk and doing all kind of the basic growing up in college sort of experience you would have expected someone of him. So you would expect him to actually be more mature than how he acts through most of the show well, by the time you actually include the backstory. I mean, he has these moments where he keeps going. He he goes on about how I am the um, I, I'm the Iron Fist. I went through all this training, and he has all this deep, you know, Far East wisdom mm. to him. But yet, when it comes, like I said, when it comes to the real world, he just automatically trusts the Meachams right off the bat, which is a mistake. Yeah, starts, well, not only that, but, like, he doesn't seem particularly good at handling relationships no. or in any way, in any way. Or, like, doesn't seem particularly good at communicating, like, his... Or, or like, judging character. Yeah, or, right. Like, anything that, like, really isn't even really dependent on, like, technology. Like, he just... I mean, to, to, to defense, he, that city or whatever, that was basically, like, a... Martial arts academy, right? Or like it's like it's mystical too. It's yeah. you know, especially but like, like so like that's mm-hmm. basically all he's ever. But you're right; it did go back and show, yeah, like them going out when the when the cities connected or aligned or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah, the seven it, seven yeah. heavens or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but like it actually gives him backstory. Like he wasn't just like purely training and just like having no contact right. with other humans, right? Like he actually did have like social relationships and stuff. So like you would assume like. He would have, like, some social skills, and he doesn't really. Yeah. Um, like, you even see, like, there's an episode where it actually includes, like, his master, like, Roaring Thunder or whatever, like, talking in the back of his head, which is the best fucking episode in the entire series. Yeah, season. I, did, I didn't, I didn't yeah, like that. I, I don't understand why they stopped that either. I oh, really, I know. really like that. I would rather have him torture him through the whole series. Oh, I know. Like, if that. you actually just made, like, like the mat, his mask. the legend continues kind of shit, you know? I know, but, like... That was the best episode, like, and you just have, like, his master's voice being, like, the nagging conscious in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the dynamic works so fucking well. Yeah, and it was just for that one episode for the test. Yeah, yeah. and it's it amazing like, oh. they didn't include that because it was so phenomenal. And yeah. it it really makes his character so much better when you have, like, that, that sort balancing, of... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you actually show, like, an internal struggle. Mm-hmm. And, like, you actually made it, like, visible to the viewer rather than just being, like... What the fuck's wrong with that dude? It would it would help with his with his insanity thing too because he'd be talking to mid to air. Yeah, <laughs> Which would be hilarious. hilarious. Everybody else. Um, the other thing, um, he, the ten year old thing. Even though all this shit keeps happening to him, he, he also is like he's stuck there. And I don't know if that's because of the P, PTSD that he goes through. Like he's emotionally stuck there. Yeah, like he can't get past it because he can't get past. Well, yeah, that it's definitely something he's still trying to process through, and especially as. 
the series goes on, you realize that it wasn't just an accident, that it was intentional, and yeah, you definitely have aspects of that he's still trying to process and deal with, even, you know, so many years afterwards. Yeah, and, and I think that leads into, you know, it's like, we see, they show that 19 World War Two footage or Korean War footage. Um, it's around World War Two. It's like, I think this is like the early 1950s. It's bl- that black and white footage or World War Two footage. Where they show the other Iron Fist. Yeah. And he is just fucking badass. And yeah, just Taking out a whole army by himself. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if, because of all of his issues, if his problem, Danny's not nearly that fierce yet. Well, that and he also left, like, the one city before his training was completed. So that's also a definite part of it. Right. Like, when you actually have him learning techniques from the hand because he didn't just learn enough even in his time. Oh, yeah. Well, even Madame Gao, who who's kind of the head of the hand at the first part of the series, yeah, she during that whole test, she even says, "The last Iron Fist I saw, killed without question, mm. was fierce without question." Danny questions it. He, yeah, he holds back for the good of another person, where the other Iron Fist was just was, a weapon. Was it the weapon? Which is, you know, even how Danny views himself to a certain extent at times, mm-hmm. because that's how he's been indoctrinated to view himself. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like the only time he can use the Iron Fist is when he is in balance with his chi or whatever, because that's where his power comes from. Mm-hmm. And yet, he's the most imbalanced character there is. So maybe that's what they were going for this whole time with the series. That just makes uh, me wonder. Possibly. Like, don't get me wrong. It also suggests he has to kind of like recharge it. Yeah. Which is it, it, that, that's very much the case here. He's not in full control of it. Yeah. At, at all times. So. Um. Let's move on to the Meachams. Um, there's basically three of them. Uh, they are the close family business partners of Danny Rand's parents and friends. They helped create and build the Rand Industries with mm. the, with Danny's parents. Uh, there's Joy Meacham, uh, obviously childhood friend of Danny. Mm. I think she's pretty much until the end is more sympathetic to Danny. Oh yeah, pretty much up until the very end, like after she finds out her father was still alive and. Mm-hmm. All the things that go down with that is actually the most sympathetic to him. And Ward is actually viewed as, like, just a giant asshole from the beginning. Ward is just <laughs> fucked up. I yeah. mean, straight up fucked up. <laughs> he has probably the best scene ever. And, well, you know, when he's just sitting in his office. <laughs> oh, with the cameras. He's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Are you watching? Are you watching? Look. That's my favorite scene of the whole thing. Well, the thing about Joy, though, is is right off the go, she's questioning whether that's really Danny. Mm. Where War's just like, no, that's not him. You're crazy. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, you know? she's sympathetic towards Danny, but, like, as soon as you actually see how she lives her life, mm-hmm. she is as vicious as, oh, yeah. you know... That whole scene with the business thing where they, they make a deal medically to save the kid's life in order to get the business deal done. Yeah. She's cold, stone cold when she needs to be stone oh, cold. Oh, yeah. You know, And so. there's a way... Somewhat more even than even Ward is. Ward is. She's more, yeah. Ward is just an asshole. It's weird because Joy starts. Manipulative. Yeah. Joy starts off as the the kinder one, the Mm. soft-hearted one. And by the end of the episode, she hates Danny, wants to kill him, and has become hardened. Mm. Where Ward starts off as the hard ass. And by the end of the episode, he's got more of a heart to him. Yeah. Because you see all the bullshit he's dealing with with Harold. Yeah. You know, his dad who, and all that, which we'll yeah. get to here in a minute. But. Which really, like, it's his relationship with Harold that is, probably does make him that much of an asshole. And even from, like, a young age when you see, like, the actual, like, 
scenes of them as a kid sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and Ward's, because of Harold, you know, he has, he goes through a thing with drugs. Yeah. He ends up getting fucked up with the drugs that the hand's pushing. Um, Pretty much any drug he can get his hand on, because he's just super, just comes across as, like, the most stressed out fucking guy in the show. He's, he's incredibly stressed out, and he... Just has, like, no, like, authority of his own life. He's just like that... He's like the high-stakes businessman that goes out of control, you know. On well, the, not just that, you know? but, like, he's being manipulated into doing it, even when he doesn't really want to. Like, he well, has sure. no control over his own life. Well, yeah, he has no control over his own life, and he has to keep the secret that his father is still alive from Joy, who's his closest, you know. Pretty much his only, only human contact. His only human contact and friend that we see yep. in the series. Um, so let's talk about the monster. Let's talk about Harold Meacham. Um, Who kind of starts out just... Kind of being the hand's puppet he's kind of early on. He's painted as the victim early on. Um, obviously, we've already talked about he's immortal. Uh, basically, he had cancer. The hand offered to bring him back to life, mm. and they did after he died from cancer, And which we've seen before in Daredevil with yeah. the, uh, the one Chinese guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, and then probably we'll see again in Defenders with Elektra. Um, no, no, I'm pretty sure uh, Dick killed him. Because he cut well, off his head. Right. Stick finally kills him. Yeah. Actually, because he's the... In Daredevil Season 1, he's the ninja. That, yeah, because he's the head of the Yakuza right. uh, under Kingpin. And then he comes back, and that's when Stick cuts off his head, which is the only way to kill these immortal guys, mm. by the way, we find out. Um, but yeah, he's kind of... I think you you were on to something, Aaron, before the show. We said he's kind of like an American psycho Well, I think almost. that's kind of what they wanted to go with it. Um, but I don't really think they take it far enough to really be... Like, American Psycho. Like, really, you kind of have him having this... Every time he comes back, he loses a part of his soul or is like, he goes somewhat brain damaged or something. And that's, like, the motivations for, you know, why he gets as messed up as he does and his anger gets out of control and all that sort of stuff. But, like, you don't really see how... You don't have those, like, kind of high-intensity moments like you had with Kingpin where, like, he just smashed the dude's car in. Or, like, dude's head in with the car. He, does, wrong. he does kill, like, his one assistant. He kills his assistant, I was going to say. He has his yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, it really just doesn't have the same sort of feel and dynamic to it, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I think they, this character might have worked better had they gone a little farther with him. Okay, Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually enjoyed this character. Mm. And the whole, the whole, like, gets a little bit crazier every time he dies. And mm. he's still trying to come out from the hand. And yeah, I to... actually find it super fun to watch him just wander around New York when he actually was just in that kind of, like... Coma, like, yeah, like... like a, out of not coma. quite yeah. brain dead, but, yeah. like, just... Well, zombie mode. Lower functioning. They're just, like, trying to figure out what's happening. <laughs> I like how he's, like, coughing up mud and shit out of his lungs. Yeah. He's, like, in zombie mode almost. Yeah, when, pretty yeah, much. When he first comes back. Like, it's transitioning back to being human. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Pretty much Walking Dead, literally. Um, I don't know. Uh, he's very controlling over Ward. We kind of talked about that to a breaking point where Ward, that's where Ward kills him. Yeah. And then he comes back again. Well, I mean, essentially, he's just, like, keeping eyes on everyone he can. Like, he has cameras everywhere. Yeah. That's, that's his cause That's his link into the real world. Yeah. Right. He has to stay isolated because of the hands. And, right. And the Ward is kind of his, you know, his, his human counterpart, you know. Mm. He uses to... Run the company in his yeah, it's, like it's, being John Malkovich. Yeah, kind of. He's his puppet. He's his little puppet. Yeah, very much the puppet master of Ward. Yeah. Um, 
ultimately though he is the last bad guy standing i guess in a way yeah after we deal with the uh, it's like there's well, like there's also, two two season finales in this thing there's like there's there's the one with the hand and then there's the one with meacham for the last episode yeah but you also learn that it is harold's idea to you know kill the rands you know danny rand's right. parents so it it kind of makes sense that he'd actually be the final boss and that you have that more of the personal stakes development with it. I guess I just thought maybe stop at episode twelve and use Harold for next season. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I mean, I, it would have been it would have been interesting to do it that way. However, we're not sure what, how the defenders is going to spin this, and so obviously Iron Fist season two mm-hmm. is going to be post defenders. So you know who knows how it's going to. Yeah, I actually think it's it's not a bad idea to kind of wrap it up a little bit before you actually move on to dealing with the main hand threatened defenders, especially because you actually already even with the ending they have, you have Joy being set up to be a continued villain later on anyway. Yeah. Okay, well let's move on to uh, I guess uh, Iron Fist's um, like a sidekick. Slash love interest. Slash love interest. Uh, Colleen Wing. I really, I actually ended up liking her more than I liked Iron Fist. Yeah, I did too. I'm in the same boat. Um, She kind of starts out as a, we see her first as just like a teacher of a small dojo. Mm. Um, But she seems to be training her students for bigger things. There's like that whole ambush scene in the park. Yeah, like it's like almost trying to train them from like real world scenario sort of thing. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, But then you actually see her like transition to like cage fighting and like, those are some of the best fight scenes in the season. Those are are absolutely yeah. Yeah, the whole like they're series. really amazing. What, was she, she the daughter of the dragon or something? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Well, yeah. I think in the comics it's um, Colleen Wing and oh, what is her name from uh, Luke Cage? The uh, the one cop. Oh, I didn't know about uh, become daughters of the dragon. Like that was their little spinoff sort of thing. Oh, they got a spinoff series called yeah. Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah, it was Colleen That's Wing cool. and Misty Knight. That's it. Uh, I mean, and then you. Pretty much because then you have Power Man and Luke Cage being heroes for hire. Yeah. It was just that kind of comparison thing. But her character was really good. And maybe it's because she has more, I don't know, a more believable, or like her backstory is written better. Well, not only like, does she have an interesting backstory, but she actually has more character development than Danny does. Yeah, because she Whereas has... Danny's pretty static through the whole thing. You actually see her questioning the things she believes in, yeah. goes through an entire growth thing, and it's like, Actually changes and evolves as a character. Well, yeah, because she has, she's been hoodwinked by her master uh, Bakudo. Yeah, Bakudo was it? And like he, how he's creating this whole yeah, like what she, she thought was a great program. Yeah. for her students. And like she that. thought like there was different factions of the hand, and she wasn't a good one, and yeah. like she was trying to like buy for control and actually make the world a better place, and like legit had the best intentions with it. And up till they get to the even when they're doing like their little. You know, training session. I'm thinking the guy's a good guy. I don't know. Were you guys? What did you guys think when you were watching that? Oh uh, yeah, I actually think it was a good plot be- twist. Yeah, it seemed to be at the beginning that he was going to be a good guy. Yeah, and then you're like, okay. Yeah, and even because I knew something was because I thought, well, well, maybe he really is a good guy because Madame Gao was pissed off to see him. Yeah, and he taught Danny how to cure her from the poison. Mm. Using his G or whatever, and, yeah. and I was like, okay, maybe he's some, maybe he works with Stick, and he's yeah. part of Stick's faction. That's what I was thinking. Mm. And then, sure, shit, he's part of the Hand, and blah yeah. blah blah. And, no, I think it's actually an interesting twist that the Hand did have different factions, like, and they were actually almost competitive with competing each other. with each other like a corporation. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's an interesting twist, and I actually didn't expect it. I thought it was kind of a 
it was one of the better storyline moments for this season. Absolutely. And, yeah, it was just, uh, I hope to see a lot more of her in season two. I don't know, yeah. What do you think, Brian? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to see more of her in season two. Yeah, yeah I think she was probably, like you said, one of the better characters for it. So it was actually oh, yeah. really nice. Um, Davos uh, is, uh, basically, he's sent from wherever it is, Kung Lung, I think. And he's apparently Danny's best friend. Yeah. In that city. Yeah, this is where you get, like, a lot of the backstory for Danny, like, in, you know, when he was training. And... Yeah, I think he's, he shows up for, what, like, the last four or five episodes, I think, mm-hmm. is when he shows up. Yeah. Um, he feels like Danny betrayed his master, and he, mm-hmm. like, betrayed the city because he left. He left well, the city is, to defend it. He was also competing to be the Iron Fist at one point. Precisely. Um, and he thinks he should be the Iron Fist. Yeah. And then not Danny. And that come, that rears its ugly head slowly. At first, he's totally on Danny's side, and he's yeah. helping Danny reluctantly just to get him home. Well, it was, hey, we need to defend the city. You need to go home. You need to fulfill your duties. Then it became very clear that Danny had no intentions of doing that. Yeah. And then you have that betrayal set in, followed by the jealousy. And, you know, like, if you're not even going to bother to actually worry about your duties, then why did you even bother taking that position? Precisely. Uh, what do you think about Davos, Brian? I mean, I'm same thing you guys thought, you know. Yeah. It was just one of those, like, it, like at first you're like, oh, look, it's a friend. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's not really a friend. Yeah. He, he, not he, a lot of friends in this Yeah, yeah every, every time you yeah. think they're going to get some help, <laughs> it just gets worse. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of digging. Um, they think, some people think he's going to become the Iron Serpent, uh, I guess is a character who has the power of the Iron Fist, but instead of using his own chi, he has to steal other people's chi in order to use the power. Oh, that's kind of cool. So he may end up becoming that character. I did a little digging on that. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not familiar enough with the Iron Fist-like kind of mythology and like backgrounds to it, but that, yeah, that sounds either. super so, cool. So I kind of had to dig. <laughs> like, no, that, that sounds that's way cool. better. Even if you just made that up, that sounds good, Brian. I yeah, think so. Dude, I like somebody it. Somebody call Marvel. I got a great idea. Yeah. No, I, but yeah, I, I think that would be great, especially no, for no, season I, two. Yeah, I, mean, I actually think that'd be... That'd be pretty badass, actually. Like, yeah. I think one thing I really would have liked about this is actually you had, like, more variety in, like, kind of the the martial arts styles and, like, kind of, like, make it a little, not necessarily like old kung fu flicks, but, like, have something where, like, you have variety in the fight scenes. Yeah, well, and I think they're, they're kind of setting this up, too, because by the end, right at the end of the, the season, we see Davos joining teaming up with Joy to plot to kill Danny. Yeah. Well, which, I love how you have, like, Madame Gao at, like, the table right you know, next to him. Taking notes. Yeah. Right? But still, it, it seems like Madame Gao may end up being a good guy. Or what? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. She's really good at her. I really like her. Though. I like that yeah. role. Like, at first, I didn't like her. Yeah, and... if one thing I will say for this, Iron Fist used, utilized Madame Gao way better than any of the other shows yes, did. I agree. I tell you what, we can skip down to her since we're talking about her. It's a good transition. Uh, she starts out as the head of the hand until mm. uh, Pakudo comes along, and then mm. Pakudo actually puts her in prison. Yeah, of course she's staying there on purpose so she can talk to Danny. Yeah, but still, no, yeah, but like just some of the mind fucks she does with Danny are so phenomenally oh, well yeah. done. Yeah, she's screwing with them all the time. She, yeah, she screws with the Daredevil too, and everybody else she comes along with. But the way she deals with Danny is completely mind fuck central. I mean, yeah, some of those lines and stuff. Um. I don't know. To me, she's still a big mystery, though. I just wonder. Kinda, yeah. Actually, weirdly enough, that's that's actually accurate. Like, as much as you actually see her being utilized in this, it really doesn't delve into backstory outside of the fact 
she can be like in an abandoned room for like months on end and just be fine. Right. Yeah. And then and this one, we actually got to see her with some like a little bit of powers. Yeah, because yeah. she actually pushes Iron Fist Iron back, back. Yes. telekinetically. Yeah, so, so like, like a chi yeah, push yeah. sort of thing. At, up to that point, we just thought she was just a regular person, you know what I mean? Like, we've never seen anything or like that. Or just a crime lord, yeah, yeah. from, like, yeah. Daredevil, right? Yeah, and all of a sudden, now she's got powers, you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, and she's also been long enough, around long enough, she says, you know, she's the one that said, I've seen, and I thought I'd never lived to see another Iron Fist. Yeah. And that, that was... And uh, she's seen the, the city, too. Yeah. Which is crazy. Now, see, the, uh, well, because it actually does suggest she might have been kicked out of the city, right? That's what I was thinking, is that she was part of the city and mm-hmm. then got kicked out, so she knows about it. She trained for it, and she might be like the Davos of the last Iron Fist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she was. Like she came back. Like she, like, yeah, like she should have. She felt she should have been the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So she has all that training. Or maybe she gives Davos the power to become the Iron Serpent. Iron Serpent. In the beginning, I don't know. I, I just that'd be kind of a cool transition. Well, one thing I, I think like that that. this 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 show missed. I think that would have been would have put it together a little more. Would have been if there was a previous Iron Fist. Who trained trained the other guy? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like so, like instead of dealing with a mystical dragon or whatever. Yeah, like so, so, like, I don't know. so that he kind of like. Well, that and like either that or like show the dragon. Like yes, like you don't necessarily have to like have a giant like scene with the dragon, but like you could show the dragon, showing him going through the trials. Yeah, or yeah. Through. And I, but I really, I think that if they would have had that that aspect of it, and like. You knew that the other, the previous Iron Fist, um, he had one more, one more use of his Iron Fist left. Yeah, like a Ghost Rider kind of thing. And and that's why it got um, passed on to the new guy, mm. yeah. right? So that the new guy, you know, he he learned and he became the Iron Fist, and he could use it all the time until he gets to a certain age and he has one left. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, there's a lemon on it. Yeah, and then at some at some point. In this season, in so order you just have to like count down twenty nine thousand eight hundred sixty one. Yes, but or like an age, yeah, like an age. But like, so at some point in this season, him and Danny are standing there, and the previous Iron Fist sacrifices himself and his one last Iron Fist to save Danny. So Danny kind of gets the the whole gist of you're right. That is what I need to, you know. I mean, that what, that, what it means to be the Iron Fist. Yes, I, I think know. that would I think that would have kind of made it for me. I mean, we had we had a conversation before that. You know, Aaron, you you this is the first one that you kind of fell. Oh yeah, like this kind of kind of felt drawn out. I think there's like by a bit. episode eight or so where I just kind of lost interest and in like I kind of just put it down for like a weekend or so. Yeah, and I haven't done that even with like Luke Cage or any of the other ones so far. Yeah, and, and that's I think that would have helped. I mean, I can kind of see your point right there, but for me, I would have been content just having, like, Roaring Thunder being, like, more of, like, the consciousness of, like, background. Yep. Like, just having that sort of, like, internal struggle be kind of shown more. Or even if he just gave Ancient Wisdom, just like they did in Kung Fu, the, you know, Kung Fu show or something. I don't know. Um, Let's talk real quick. we got one more character to talk about. That's obviously Claire Temple, um, who is the one that ties all the defenders together. Mm. Uh, She's a little bit more active in this one. She's still a supporting role, but she's starting to learn how to kick some butt. Yeah, like you actually see her, like, kind of learning, like, martial arts and stuff like that and kind of, you know, being pissed off that she's kind of always put off the side and that she's always, like, in these weird scenarios with it. There's some nice references to Luke Cage, too. You got the holes in the shirt and the love letters mm. from prison or whatever. So, you know. Um, 
but she's uh you know there's not much else really going on with her she's kind of there to help she helps out danny and colleen yeah i mean she's like kind of gives like background of like oh i've dealt with the hand sort of stuff and, and there's really there's a guy there's a guy you should I mean, there's two guys you, you should, should meet, meet. Yeah. yeah so i mean you can tell that she's the thing that's put pulling those guys together mm. right and we we talked about this on was it luke cage yeah that she, her, her death is what brings those those four together. Those four together in the comics. In the yeah. comics, whether they'll do that in the show or not, right? And, and then everybody, you know, and there was a fan outcry that you know they don't need to do that for this one. She just needs to bring them together. She doesn't need to die to do that, so that way she can stay on because they really like her character. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what happens, but yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it either I, way. Like, I like the character. I do, but like, if that's how they want to go with the plot of it, like, I don't think it's necessarily horrible. It's just. It's one of the things you have to judge based on how it's implemented. Yeah, I think it'd be better for the story if she died, but I mean, if they can find a way to keep her in a supporting role and not make it, I don't know. They don't I, have to make too much of a hard of a left turn to make it happen. And, I don't know. Like, I kind of think like with as much as you've seen her in the show, and like as much as like she's worked with every character, I think you probably could bring the characters together without really needing her to die off, just because of how much it's already been intertwined already. Yeah, I mean, and then some of the stuff we've seen on, like, the Defenders trailers, where, like, uh, we see Daredevil come into the interrogation room and say, Jessica Jones, don't say another word, yeah, right. lawyer. Yeah. So you already get those two connected without her. Yeah. True. So, you know, it's, so there, it's part of it's already there, mm-hmm. and so she's just kind of bringing those last couple pieces, so it could happen without her dying. Yeah. It could. It could. It'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, uh, so... Uh, Grade wise, Brian, what would you think overall? Um, overall, are we going to grade it? We're just giving it a letter grade, yeah, or are we just, grading it against other other the other series? We can do both if you want. Okay, well, yeah. overall, when the, like by itself, I would give it probably a a C B rating somewhere in between. Yeah, somewhere right in there. Okay. Um, overall, I I put this as the my number three. Okay. Um, Daredevil, and then Jessica Jones. And then this one, and then Luke Cage. I'm still not a big fan of Luke Cage, but um, those would be mine in succession for the four we've seen so far. All right. Um, I'll go next. I'll say uh, by itself, I would probably give it probably similar, maybe a between a C plus to B minus. I think that's that's probably fair. Um, I think if I had to rank them in the series, I would probably actually put this one last. I think I actually liked Luke Cage just a little bit more. I don't know what there was about Luke Cage that – there's a little bit more story, maybe a little bit more drama to it. I, I don't know. Um, this one was kind of all over the place, and I honestly think it had one too many back and forths. Like you, this you're for Danny, and then you're against Danny, and then you're for mm-hmm. Danny again. And, and I think it was one too many of those going on that that kind of took away for it for me. So, uh, Aaron, what do you think? Uh, in terms of grade by itself, C plus. Um, in terms of where it ranks, I would put it on the fourth. As okay. well. Um, I actually think Luke Cage does better just because even though Cottonmouth does get kind of killed off early on in Luke Cage, you actually do start liking him as a character and you do like the villains and like it really builds itself up and it keeps a very coherent pace. Right. Whereas this jumps around a lot more and like you don't really see Danny evolve as a character in the way you do with Luke Cage to a certain extent. Oh, well, yeah, I can see that. I, the only thing I to, to, to go with that, I, I think. Like we've talked, this was the one that uh, Madame Gao. We see, yeah, we see her develop a lot in this. Yeah, one. it's oh, actually yeah. interesting because you see 
every character outside of Danny developed yes, as a character. It was almost as if Danny was just a side character in this whole thing. Yeah, it really like, is. All the side characters developed. developed a lot. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like you look at Luke Cage and you can make an argument like all the villains aren't really fully developed. Correct. But you <laughs> also see Luke Correct. Cage developing. Whereas this is like Danny remains static from beginning to end, but everyone else changes and evolves and grows. Yep. Okay. Well, except maybe not Madame Gao as much. You just kind of learn more of the backstory. Yeah, you, she's you just, better utilized, but she is kind of consistent as well. But I like the mystery about her. Like I said, yeah. I, I want to know more about her. Right? Oh yeah, I actually think she's a very Especially much a highlight. The well, whole twisting it, at the end. Well, I thought you know, just watching this one, and then think about how we've seen her in the past, and now we understand why Kingpin was afraid, afraid of, her. of her. And it was like, why? She's a little why? Is she? And then. And you just we're gradually getting a better picture yeah. of Madame Gao. Well, like, a lot of that with Kingpin really like is this. actually just him being respectful as well. Yeah, but yeah, definitely it, it does add to the character in the previous. You know, yeah, seasons. well, it, it takes her from like I said before, it takes her from being this crime lord, drug lord, mm. which I thought she was, and it actually makes her a little, really deep. Especially takes her heavy into the mystical side yeah. of things. So we don't know who she been, how long she been around. Mm. What does she know? She's obviously been yeah. to the city. She's obviously seen another Iron Fist. So there's some serious ties. Yeah, with her. So maybe oh, yeah. she ends up being like a, I don't know, black sorceress. You know, who knows? Well, I mean, it could be of, that she's been. You know, because she's like, we 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 never got how far apart the Iron Fist are though. Yeah, we don't. You don't really we know don't the know. age range, right? Yeah, so that. we don't really know like when the last one died, when this one mm-hmm. happened, or if it's like a simultaneous. This one died, so now we're having the tournament to see who the next Iron Fist is, yeah. or if it's a... Yeah, that, it really doesn't hint at it. That brings up another thought, too. This only, like, the alignment of this Seven Kingdoms only happens, what, every so many hundreds it varies. of years? It Because, varies. I mean, it, basically it happened 15 years ago when Danny disappears. No, no, it's it's once every... Is it 15 years? It's I don't think it was that 15. often. It, whatever year it is, that's, that's, it, it, it aligns periodically because they went and got drunk. Mm-hmm. So well, they, no, they actually did that in the kingdom as well. Oh, they did it in the kingdom. Yeah, it's just not in the main. Country oh no, category. that's what it was because this was his first chance to come back. Yeah, I'm just wondering: is it really every 15 years? Because I thought it was a lot longer than that. Because if it is longer, what made it come back? Well, no, like the sooner? reason it's you need something like an Iron Fist is because of how frequently it does pop back to the more uh, okay. playing. Yeah. All right, okay. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a little off, and some things aren't really as explained as well as you would like. Yeah. All right. I thought maybe, you know, it was something, there was a reason, you know, mm. like a destiny why Danny left and why the city reappeared. When it yeah, reappeared. it was a lot of just personal reasons. Okay. More or less. Well, like I said, they don't... They don't like, he kind of makes arguments for, like, of him defeating the hand and, like, you know, being a different kind of Iron Fist sort of thing, but, like, right. it, a lot of it's just... So, I'm he still looking for justification because he never really says, he never really explains it, and it's just one of those things that stuck out in my mind. I'm like, why? Other than you wanted to come back and to your old life? Well, there's got to be a little something more than that. Mm. You've taken on this big, huge, mystical role. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why his one friend so pissed off at him is like, I know. You, you took up the role. Why did you just fucking abandon it? Why did you even bother taking it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, I guess hopefully maybe season two will flush that out. And, yeah, I uh, mean, you might have it flushed out a little more in Defenders as well, but I probably yeah. wouldn't expect it to be too heavy, if anything. I just wonder if they were just in such a hurry to make sure this was done so many months before Defenders came out or something, and they rushed, rushed Yeah, it a little like, it's kind of like, 
Alright, well, we got Luke Cage done. We still have to do the last one. Now, well, put something together. Yeah, so it, it kind of has that feel at times. I, I don't know. Maybe they're going for something that we don't see, or we can't see yet. I don't know. Alright, well, we definitely flushed this out as far as we can. And uh, real quick, where can you find 4 Midwest Guys? It's real easy now. You go to www.the4midwestguys.com. Again, that's the number 4, midwestguys.com. One more time, the number 4, midwestguys.com. There you can find everything. You can find our iTunes. You can find our, a link to our uh, Podbean, to our Twitter feed, to our Facebook account. You can uh, also get all the podcasts there. They're listed chronologically as we post them. Or you can, they're all categorized. So if you want just the binge cast, you click binge cast. If you want uh, our Game of Thrones, we have two Game of Thrones podcasts now. You have the Night's Watch as well as the House of Zanardelli. You would either click either one of those and it's categorized for you. It breaks down and plays them all for you in order. So uh, if that's what you want to do, check us out. So please, please stop by. Please leave some comments. Uh, we would love to hear you. Can, every podcast on the website, you can leave a comment. We want to know. We want to hear back from you. We want to know how we're doing and... Brian, we might even you had an idea. I think was maybe what shows you want us to do. Oh, definitely. We, if you have a show that you'd like to binge watch, or you know, you have seasons that you've watched, um, we'd love to hear what it is so we can take a look, take a peek at it and see if we're going to binge watch it. Maybe we'll do a review of it. Um, I know some of the shows that I've watched from people I've worked with have told me about is like uh, The Rock's Ballers on HBO or um, Power on Showtime. Um, yeah. So if you have shows like that that you, you you love and you don't think people are watching that you think we should do a review of, uh, let us know what it is. We'll give it a, we'll give it a go. Yep. Send us an email uh, at midwestguys at gmail.com. There you go. Or go to the website. All right. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Yep. And this is B. Willie saying we'll catch you next time.